What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of PB&J, Pastors Banter in Jesus. Hope you're doing well. It's officially fall, and we are excited about fall, kind of, I think. Uh, but yeah, here with my good friend, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. I got the bumper, front bumper of my truck fixed. Nice. It wasn't in an accident. I was just backing into our driveway and turned wrong and hit the fence. So I just suck at driving. That's what that was. But it's nice, man. Like, even though it doesn't change the quality of driving for the truck, it just like still feels better to drive it when you know it looks good and looks clean, you know? So I'm pretty solid today, my friend. That's good, man. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When you first started saying I... Uh, replaced the front bumper of my car and I was backing up. I was very confused and a little concerned for how you were driving. Yeah. Well, like we have this, so I have to back in, we have this like uh rolling gate fence in our front in yeah, the yeah. front of our house. Oh, you've seen it. We've yeah. got that rolling gate thing. So like, yeah, I turned too soon. And so the front of it just like caught the oh, fence just, like, and just it. like heard it rip. I got out and it was just the worst feeling. Cause I was like, well, that's going to be expensive. So, but it's cool. It feels good being fixed. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Don't all things feel good being fixed. Yeah. That's true. I I went straight into like, what are things that aren't better when they fixed? I have a problem. So it's fine. It's me too. I look around and like, especially, okay. So, so been looking at trying to buy a house. Um, once I get married, things of that nature. And I've learned that my brain looks at houses and I'm like, Oh, that has potential. Oh, that's cool. And then immediately after it's, Oh, but the work. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, that has to be fixed too. Like, <laughs> all the things that go behind it are so it's, much. It's so fun to think about what you could do to it and be like, oh man, like I could do this and this. And that's how it is with our houses. Like our house too. It's just like, oh man, we could do this and this. And yeah. And it's not because we don't want it to happen. It's because I just suck at getting things done. It's the whole thing, right? Of Dude's just being like, yeah, I'll do it, I'll get it later. next week. Yeah. I'll do it later. It's on my, list. my wife's like, yeah, it's not happening. You know, uh, it's, yeah. it's fine. I have about 30 unfinished projects just in my apartment alone. Like I don't have to, not, not my apartment fixing, but like I have, I want to make candles out of different glass bottles. I have so many glass bottles that are uh, uh, just ready to roll, but zero wax to make candles. I have a table that I haven't finished. I uh, have a piece of fart. Yeah, just lots of things that I, uh, that I haven't done. Andrew just realized that the mic did stand high. I had no idea. It's so nice. I was so confused how the mic was sitting down so low and still reaching your mouth. It's amazing. I am an idiot. I mean, that is our handle. Two idiots and Jesus. Yep. It's okay. <laughs> just See, living we, in my calling, man. We, we, that we, is sweet. <laughs> technology it's amazing all right andrew um so we have a fun game and we want to play uh uh, i'm not gonna lie i got this from instagram i didn't uh i didn't come up with this nice but it's kind of fun uh so it's the whole thing we have to try and say the same word okay but we got to start off with different words we can't like like talk about what we're thinking about we just have to just like three two one think it and then try and find the commonality three two one word yeah yeah okay and so uh do you have a word in your brain i've got so many. <laughs> so many words. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, I thought I had a word, but I don't. But now okay. I do. Okay. okay. All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Tree. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Lamp so what do we do tree. now? All right. So now we got to figure out. We got to try and say the same word. I love lamp. Oh, good movie. <laughs> um, but we got to try and say the same word. So we got to figure out like what's the commonality between lamp okay. and tree. 
I don't uh, know if there is one. Uh, <laughs> we're I, uh, they have, they both have like a, almost like a. We can't talk tr- about it. We got to oh, figure it out. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. We got to figure we don't it out. talk about it. No, right? no, no. So we have to try and say something, now a word. The same word. That has to do with both of those things. Yes. And we okay. just keep going until we eventually say the same word. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it's going to work, but we're going to try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Trunk. Oh. Hmm. You get it because they both have like a yeah, little. I like, see that. You know, most lamps for me are made out of wood. Yeah, that I makes think. sense. I don't know all the ones okay. I have. Maybe I'm cheap. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's try it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Bark. Bark. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> it's such a random, stupid game, but it's so fun. Good. That was awesome. I was like, uh, how's this going to work? Oh my gosh. That was so, I'm so hyped right now. This right. is ridiculous. It's like three tries and we nailed it. And we nailed the yes at the end too. Right. Bark. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's uh, that's our episode for the yep. day. We uh, you hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, I don't really know where to go from here now. I no. I'm so excited. That was awesome. I am too. That was amazing. I want to do this with our other friends and see like who can do it. Because I feel like three's yeah. pretty good. Three's pretty solid. That was pretty solid. Like, I don't I haven't seen these Instagram videos or these tic tackers that yeah. these people are doing, but like I feel like three's pretty good. Yeah, most are taking like five or six. Okay. Um okay. typically. This this is both a good and a bad couple game. Good Ooh. and bad because yeah. good if they get it if they nail it down, right? Like yep. if they get yep. it right bad if they don't because i right. can see someone saying like well why didn't you think of this right. word <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm totally playing this with my wife yeah do it that is a such a fun time right i think i think we should each play it you with your wife me with my fiance yeah we should post it on instagram and just see what happens okay i'm down all right let's do it we'll figure it out cool well like uh you know we we, we just want to before we get into talking about our what we're talking about today um which is kind of kind of fun. Like we we don't we're kind of just going off of a verse and just yeah. talking from there, um, which is going to be super fun. It's a verse that we've used several times, um, but we just want you to know, like whether you believe in Jesus or not, that that um, we're glad that you're listening to this. Like you don't have to be a Christ follower or believe in God to listen to this podcast. This is for everybody, um, you know, because we we've talked about this before. But all of us we believe that we all have a soul, and our soul's looking for something. Right, it's on the hunt for something, and we believe that inherently that seeking of our soul is for God mm-hmm. ultimately, because it's made our souls made after God's image. We are made after God's image, and so it's that connection with God that we want. So we just believe that. We believe if you're listening, and if you're at least open to this, that you're just going to find some awesome things in here. So um, if you have any questions, prayer requests, you want to know more about Jesus or us or anything. You can email us at pastorsbanterinjesus at gmail.com, all spelled out. Or you can reach out to us on Instagram. Our handle is at two idiots and Jesus, all spelled out, not the number two uh, word to TWO, idiots and Jesus. So, um, with that being said, Mason, do you want to kick us off or how yeah. do we want to start this thing? You know, that's a good question. So I think, I think you, I mean, you started it really well, right? Uh, Stop over it. the past couple, uh, <laughs> get, get out of here. Uh, Silly I'm, goose. I'm married, man. <laughs> Come on. Coming at me like that. Oh man. See, we have a good time on this podcast. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Like, it's just fun. It's fun. It's a good time. Good uh, time. 
Good time. But yeah, so over the past couple of weeks, we've we've been diving into really perception of God, who we believe God is, uh, how do we handle bad things, when, when or how do we um, address the question, uh, why does a good God allow bad things to happen? That was last week, uh, which really we, we rephrased the question to how can I see the goodness of God in this bad thing, right? Um, and, and bouncing off of that idea of um, who God is. And so in, in that time, we've referenced a verse, uh, Romans Romans eight twenty eight, which we'll we'll get here, uh, read here in a second. But because we've referenced it, referenced it so much, this one's going to be a little bit different of a podcast for us, where we're really going to break that down. We we've kind of feel like God is saying, "Hey, you you've spoken about this a lot, so it's a good idea to to actually talk about what that verse is and in, in, in context of the Bible, what that means, what how that applies to your life." And so, um, it's also fun, you know, us being both pastors, uh, me vocationally in a church, uh, Andrew uh, outside of the church, right? It's it's cool to see how God is still using uh, his word even in this place, right? And how he still moves in that area. So so with that, Andrew, we've talked about Romans 8.28. Would you mind uh, reading that for us as we start, you know, as our launching point? We've talked about this verse a lot, but just reading it there. Yep. So for everyone listening, if you're opening up and following along, I'm using the ESV version. Feel free to use just whatever version you want. But Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Love that. And that's something we've referenced a lot, especially when we, last week when we talked about God's goodness, right? Um, talked about who he is, about how he is still good, like even in the bad things. And this was a key point for us that, um, hey, as, as believers, that those who love him, that those who... Uh, trust him as their Lord and savior. Like we can start here with a hope that, that we know that even the bad God is still moving and still working, working those things uh, for good. Right. We talked about uh, Joseph coming out of Genesis about how uh, the bad that he had in his life, the he was sold into slavery. He was uh, lied about, he was forgotten about, but God used that for the good to ultimately save the nation of Israel and save surrounding nations as well. And so uh, as we unpack this, we're gonna we're gonna talk about both what this verse means, uh, how how we apply it, but then also um, for people who may not know Jesus, what does what does this mean in their lives as well, right? How can we move forward here? So, so Andrew, first thoughts uh, on on this verse. Um, I mean, what is how does this apply to your life? What is what does this mean for you? Where do you where are your first takeaways? Yeah, so I think I've I've talked about this a couple times previously, but this, this concept has been really huge in my life lately of understanding just who God is, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this, and I actually had an opportunity this morning to preach at a high school in town, and I used one of my favorite books. It's called In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. It's based from a book out of Second Samuel chapter 23, a guy named Beniah, literally half the verse is just says like he chased a lion into a pit on a snowy day and killed it. It's like, okay, he wrote a whole book off. He actually wrote two books because there's this one. And then there's a a book called chase the lion. Um, so it's like a sequel, super good. Uh, so I, I, but it's, it's, it was really a formative book for me. So I encourage everyone to, to check it out. But he talks about how as Christians, as Christ followers, like we're called to essentially chase the lions in our life to conquer, to overcome. And one of the things that, sharing all of this because one of the things that he said in chase the lion, the second book is, so I just had a carbonated drink and I was just like, (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's just hanging out in there. Um, But one of the things he says, he says, lion chasers measure everything against the almighty God. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Lion chasers measure everything. Believers in Jesus measure everything against God. We talked about this in when in our conversation last week about, you know, why good God allows bad things to happen. And rather than using our circumstances to define who God is doing it the other way around of like, mm-hmm. we measure it, we put it up against God. We measure it against God. And mm-hmm. every single time we'll be able to say, well, God's bigger, God's better, God's stronger. God is every single time. If we have the right view and the right perception of God, we'll be able to say all of those things. And so when we're in this, it says that we know, I think no is an important word in that, right? right? What we said, what comes to mind, when we think of God as the most important thing about you. So that's what it starts with is we know that for those who love God, all things work together mm. for good, right? I mean, there is no, that's so like straightforward. It's yeah. not like, well, we hope that if we believe in God, that most things might work for good and turn out in a better way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. I mean, if you, if we need something to just like anchor our faith on, I think that is something, I think this verse is a great verse to anchor that on of, of just being like good, bad, ugly, whatever happens. I know that God is good. Yeah, I, I know it. There's no question in my mind. I know that God is good. Right. So that's to me, that's the first and really the, the big significance that this verse carries for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that that word no, right? And, and um, often in the Bible, the, the word no, there's a couple different like conversations, right, with with the word no, but uh, it's it's more than just like a head knowledge. Usually it's an internal, intimate knowledge of. It's an internal internalization, a, a belief, a, a hard and fast uh, understanding and, and, and saying, yes, I know without a shadow of a doubt, like it is sure. So I love that. For, for me with this verse, it also brings up a perspective shift, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say perspective shift because we, we live now when this verse was written, obviously not, but, uh, when we, where we live now is an instant gratification world, right? Yeah. I can, I can literally look up anything on my phone and it's going to be readily available to me. Amazon has same day shipping on some items, which is incredible to me, um, that I don't have to leave my house and I can order yeah. a pizza and still get it <laughs> in relatively quick time. Right. Um, but it's, but it's this idea of a perspective shift where uh, knowing that God works things together f- for the, for, for good, right. Um, there's more than just instant gratification there. There's a, a promise that, Hey, even though it may not get better right now, it's, it's still going to be good, uh, in the long run. Uh, I may not understand it now. I may not get it now, but there's a promise there. And mm-hmm. so a little bit more of a, of a piece behind it too, of, um, okay, I've got to stop thinking about my circumstances here in the finite world yeah. that I have, but know that, that God who is outside of time, outside of, of, of um, everything, who created everything, who holds the universe in the palm of his hand, he still is intimately involved in the details of my life. And, and, and those details, even with some of the crappy things that happen in my life, yeah. are still going to work for good. So I just need to take a breath, rest, and breathe and say, okay, God, I don't get it. I don't understand it but I'm trusting in your promise. I'm trusting in what you say. I'm trusting in, in your words here and uh, nothing's going to change that or falter that. And so for me, that's where it um, right alongside with that word. No, um, yeah. not no is in, in O, but no is in K and O W. I know that God is good. I know that he has a plan. Even if I don't get it, there's a perspective shift there for me that I have to hold on to. Yeah. And you brought up a, a good question last week, right? How do we get to that place of knowing mm. like, you don't just, 
wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm just, I just know that yeah. God's good today. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm just deciding like, and you can, right. That's not, I think there is it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. Especially when you're talking about God, there <laughs> is nothing outside the realm of possibility, but for a lot of people, it is a process. It is a journey. I mean, I know it has been for me. It, I would say it's been, um, at least a, probably solid 15 to 20 year journey for mm. me yeah. of real intentionally seeking God and just trying, just getting to know him. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with, with my relationship with my wife. I know my wife better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. She knows me better than everybody else. But we also, as the rest of our life goes, there's always going to be more to learn about each other. Yeah. But same thing happens in marriages, which is why I think marriages fall apart. It's why relationships, it's like even people can fall away from Jesus because you get content with what you do know, or at least what you think you know, and then you lose the sense of, seeking and wonder and desire and when you when you lose that right you distance there there ends up being distance and separation and there's just no active seeking there's no active getting to learn i mean my my wife and i today we she she came home from lunch and uh you know instead of doing stuff around the house while eating or anything, we decided to just sit at the table and have a conversation today and just talk and catch up. And there's just always things that I'm learning about my wife and there should be things that I continue to learn for the rest of my life. And it's no different with God and with who God is and with my relate in my relationship with God. Right. So there just has to be that constant wonder of seeking God and, and God says, if you seek me, you'll find me. And that is how, I think we get to a place of of really genuinely knowing him and knowing that is through that journey and through that um, those years of just seeking and asking questions, genuine questions, um, that we get to that place of of knowing. Yeah, I love that. Uh, there, I'm trying to find the the quote I was. You know, I saw you looking, book. and I tried to stall a little bit longer, <laughs> but honestly, I. I had nothing left to say. <laughs> I understand. I, I mean, yeah, we're, that's kind of the fun part here about this podcast is it's never, uh, we don't want to ever um, force anything, right? Where we're real, having having real conversations about real things. And so uh, really what I was looking towards, uh, so I'm, I'm reading this book called Dangerous Calling. It's talking about ministry um, and, and for pastors about how we operate in ministry, right? How we, uh, function and, and really what needs to change. And the whole first part of the book is, is about that idea of knowing God. Um, it's about the idea of oftentimes pastors have a big theological brain, but no hard action behind it. Yeah, right. And so we take knowing God for granted. We take knowing that he is good for granted because we study his word like a textbook. Yeah. We study what he does um, as if it's something that, uh, that, that we just have to write on a paper, right? Rather yeah. than taking time to, um, like you mentioned, like taking time with your wife to, to sit down, to talk with her, to get to know her, right? We, we forgo that. We forget that in ministry. Yeah. And I think more than just ministry, we forget that in our lives, right? We, we get comfortable and content with, quote unquote, our knowledge of God instead of actually continually spending time to spend, to, to, to be in his presence, to know, uh, who he is uh, yeah, and what, right. what he's doing in our lives. Um, 
No, that's not the quote. Sorry, I saw one. It's a cool quote. I mean, it says, having a ministry that is fueled by personal devotion has its roots in humble, heart, deep confession. Uh, that's talking more about like the center of our lives, but yeah. just as we were reading it, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just throw that one out there. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if that'll stay in, but it's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it, it's crazy to think I, I could spend hours just looking for different quotes in that book because it's impacted my life a lot. Um, but that's, that's something fascinating to me as we look to that of, of knowing God, we have to, we have to know who he is. And it goes back to that perception of, of who God is. But once we start to, to understand that our perception of God can really be formed by spending time in his presence, then we can really start to understand this verse of, Hey, we can know that all things that, that God is working, um, we can know that, that God works all things for the good for those who right, love him. Right. Right. Yeah. So then, then moving to later, uh, in that verse, um, for those who love God, mm. right. That's, that's the next thing. So we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who love God. Right. There, there can be a question there of how do I know if I fit in that? Right. Mm. I can say, I love God. One of the most, Right, uh, that people have come to me have been like this. This is the most terrifying verse to me when yeah. they they say, you know, when they're standing before God and He says, "Depart from me, for I never knew you," right? And they're just like, "That's terrifying." Like, how do I know if that's going to happen? How do I know? Mm-hmm. First off, if you're worried about that happening, you're probably p- pretty good. Yeah, probably good. <laughs> probably good thing. Yeah, there, right? like, yeah. <laughs> like that's a good concern to have because it shows one that you care and that there's a level of that is important that that doesn't happen for you. So looks like you're making an, an effort there. Right. Yeah. But vice versa for us being like, how do we know that we're truly loving God? Um, so that all things will work together for good. Right. Yeah. I think that's, that's the next piece of that verse that, uh, you know, it makes sense for, to me, for us to dive into. Yeah. And that's, that's a, I mean, you brought up a great point there, right? There's something to unpack. So, I mean, first thing that comes to mind is is really what the Bible, what, what we're told um, about who God is. And there's really two places that you can fall into. And um, we're, we're taught two identities, right? Uh, enemy of God or, or friend slash child of God, right? Um, if you're an enemy of someone, you're, you're typically not loving them, right? <laughs> That's yeah. not usually what we go to, right? Uh, Eagles fans are my enemy. I'm kidding. I love, <laughs> I love everyone. Um, yeah. I actually, one of my... Uh, one of my good friends and a good volunteer in my uh, youth group is an Eagles fan. He's one of the best guys I've ever known. Um, so just a little joke there, but, but our enemies, we don't, we don't, we don't love our enemies, but for those who are, who are children who, who have said, God, I need you. Um, that's a, that's a deep form of love. And I think mm-hmm. uh, something that we forget is uh, when we look at, you know, who loves God, it's more than just, it's more than just saying, okay, I believe that there's a, an ethereal being that is God out in the universe, right? Yeah. Uh, love is sacrificial. Love is uh, humble. Uh, we can look at the first Corinthians passage, mm-hmm. right? Love is patient. Love is kind. Um, does not boast, uh, not envy, right? Those kinds of things there. But I think the, the biggest thing for me is love is sacrificial. Yeah. And, and when we look at for those who love God, well, there's a couple things that those who love God are willing to sacrifice. Yeah. And yeah. First, uh, we talk about, you know, God being the Lord and Savior of our, Jesus being the Lord and Savior of our life. There's two things that go into that. Uh, one, Savior, he absolutely died on a cross for my sins. He absolutely uh, saved me from the punishment of death that I uh, that my sins deserve. 
Um, and so I'm so thankful and so grateful for that. Uh, but I sometimes forget that first part. That's lordship, right? That's me mm-hmm. submitting myself to him. And I don't submit myself to him just because he beats me over the head with a stick, but rather I submit myself to him because of how much I love him. Right. Because of, of how much I've, I've seen uh, just how, how much he's done for me, the grace and mercy that he has given me. But, um, and, and so I'm willing to, to sacrifice, to give up, to, to remove yeah, those things yeah. out of my life that aren't what he has called me to live in to, uh, to, to, to be in his life. And I think that's kind of the place I start there of how mm-hmm. do I know I love God? Well, what's my deepest desire? Yeah. My deepest desire ultimately is to serve God, even, yeah. even in the midst of sin, right? Um, I still feel that conviction. I still feel that, that thing. And so, um, if your deepest desire is to do that, then I'd say, yeah, you love God because you're willing to sacrifice because love is sacrificial. Yeah. Well, and that, I think that's super good. You said it last week, right? What's the cost? There's that cost yeah. of following Jesus. And Jesus makes that clear. Let's say, with, again, with using marriage, whatever it is, using any relationship. Marriage is a great one. Jesus it, uses marriage all the time. <laughs> Jesus uses marriage all the time. Yeah, it, it, because it is like there is a sacrificial love that, that happens, right? There is a, and I think that's why a lot of marriages don't work because you have to learn to be so selfless. And if you can't get to that point, it won't work. And it's just, it's sad that that's the case, but I I do genuinely just believe that's the simple cause for so many divorces is, is if you cannot be selfless, marriage can't work. Mm. It can't. I mean, it, there has to be, I can't just sit down and play video games whenever I want anymore. I used to be able to, but I can't anymore. And that's okay. Like it's not, and, and and it's fine by me. (laughs) I really don't care. It's kind of a dumb example, but you know, there is, and, and now we're about to have a kid and it's going to be even more so right. selfless, right? right? And so, but I truly love my wife and I'm willing to make those sacrifices for her. I'm willing to yeah. count the cost. And she does the same thing for me. Like she, it's, she does the same, right? Yeah. It's, but it's the same thing even like with our friendship, Mason, right? Is I know that if, if something was happening and I needed help, you would drop whatever it is and come help me. Absolutely. Right. And so there's even in our friendship, there's a cost to it. There's a level of sacrifice that Mm -hmm. we have for, for the other. Right. And so it's just true. Um, like just reiterating what you said, but yeah, if you truly love and care about someone or something like there is, I agree. I think sacrifice is that first, that first piece. That's really good. Yeah. And I think in our lives, the, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the, the sacrifice that we often um, start, and this is where Jesus started, right? That the counting the cost, the idea of, hey, following me is going to cost you something, but following me is going to give you more than than you could ever imagine, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, a peace that, that doesn't make sense to the world, a joy um, that it feels like when everything's going wrong, I still have joy because I have Jesus, right? A hope that my next breath is better because I'm one one breath closer to, to spending eternity with him, right? Um but the sacrifice is, hey, I have to, I have to be willing to say no to the world. I have to be willing to say, say no and say, I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to follow the ways. I'm not going to follow the things that continually to bring me death, continue to bring me death. I'm not going to follow in the things that uh, do damage to my soul that, that God uh, created, that breathed his own breath into me. Right. Um, and so a lot of the sacrifice that we have in our own lives today is, is really saying no to those things that our flesh wants, right. Yeah, that our, yeah. our sinful flesh says, Oh, this could be fun, but no, it's not. And it's that same. Uh, and that's why I love that you keep bringing up marriage. Cause it's in that same aspect of like, well, one Christians were called the bride of Christ, right? So right, right. right there is even a marriage. So we have to be willing to give up things. We have to be willing to sacrifice those things to, um, when we say that we love God and we say that we love 
uh, Jesus when he's the Lord and Savior of our lives. Yeah. And 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 for, for those who maybe aren't believers, there's this, you know, I, so I'm going to jump into this. Um, uh, actually, I'll, I'll jump into this verse in a sec. There is this, I think, a perception of, well, I don't want to follow God because I don't want to give up those things. Mm, yeah. I don't, I want to have fun. I want to yeah. have all of these, whatever it is, right? And, but it's not, and I think it might seem maybe cruel. I don't know what the mm. word is for it. Unfair. That like, well, maybe unfair. Yeah, that God would call me to give up these things or whatever it is. Mm. But it, again, it's true across the board. I mean, if you, if we live a, a truly just selfish life, mm. I refuse to ever get married. I refuse, which, okay, let me say this. You do not have to be married. No, I don't think no, no, that yeah. there's any expectation of that or having kids or, but I'm just talking for, from my own experience. Yeah. Right. So, but it's like, no, I just want to be single. I don't want this. I don't want this. I, you know, I want to work a job that suits me if I want to work at all. I want mm-hmm. to, cause we live in a culture like that, right. Of like, yeah. Hey, work remote, travel the world, which that's super cool. If you can do that, cool. Yeah, great. But if we were to, to truly just live a life that is just all about us, all about our own, our own desires and what we want, that is the most unfulfilling life that you will oh, ever yeah. lead. And it's, it goes beyond, even if you don't believe in Jesus, it, it's true that if you live a life mm. that is fully centered around you, it, you will never be satisfied. You'll never find any sense of purpose in that. Right. And so it's, it's not just within the Christian life. However, you know, you can find purpose in good relationships or in, good communities or whatever. But I truly believe, and this is why we're talking about this, that nothing and no one will ever satisfy as much as Jesus will. Absolutely. Because all things work together for good for those who love him, right? Like nothing will satisfy like he does. And so that leads me to really the first thought that came to mind of like, well, how do you know you love Jesus? Well, Jesus is pretty clear about it in John chapter 14. John 14 verse 15, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, right? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments, okay? So again, that comes off initially as like, you think it may be 10 commandments or something yeah. like that of like, the oh my gosh. laws the yeah. Jewish people had to follow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you think of. But uh, in this in this, um, in a, this book that I love, it's, it's called Hearing God by Dallas Willard. And it's exactly what, it's about what the title yeah. says, about hearing God, right? <laughs> And which we'll we'll talk about at one point, but he has this really incredible paragraph that I want to read to everybody that, that coincides with this. But he says, it may seem strange, but doing the will of God is a different matter than just doing what God wants us to do. Hearing God makes sense only in the framework of living in the will of God. Mm. Okay. That's living within the will of God. Our whole life centered around the will of God, right? And we're not going to sit here and, and draw out your convictions for you and yeah. say that this is right, this is wrong, this is whatever, X, Y, Z. But that living within the will of God is seeking God, seeking what God's called us to do, what kind of life he's calling us to live, and then following that. And then that's when you truly fall in love with God, when you're walking Step by step with him. You're living in his will, right? You're step by step. You're, you truly fall in love with him, right? And who he is and what you, you start to see him doing things and you start to see um, 
because we start when we walk in step of God's will, we start to pay attention and see mm-hmm. the things that God is doing. When I started counseling back in 2020, my counselor told me, he said, I want you to just start paying attention. Mm. He's like, because it seems like you're missing a lot. Like God's doing things, yeah. but you're missing it because you're just driving. You're just pushing forward. You're just like nonstop. He's like, I just want you to pay attention. Yeah. And when I did, man, like you just start to see things that God's, God's doing. I kid you not. This is like a super cool story. So like last night I was, I was finishing the message for this morning on Benaya. And this is going to be so, so goofy, but it's just, <laughs> this, this is the whole like paying attention and seeing yeah. God doing little, little things and big things. Right. But I was like telling my wife, I'm like, I don't know. I think this is what God wants me to speak on, but I'm not entirely sure. And right. It's about the guy named Benaya who chases a lion yeah. in, on a snowy day. And she got home and she's like, all right, well, I'm going to have some dinner. You want to sit down and just watch TV for a couple minutes? I'm like, yeah, I need a break anyway. So we sit down. We just start scrolling the channels. And I was like, huh, Family Feud. I haven't watched that in yeah. a long time. Like, we never watch Family Feud. And I was like, so funny, though. but it's a great show. Yeah. So I, like, clicked it on. And right when a new episode started, he's introducing both families. And one of the families, the second guy in the group, his name is Benaya. <laughs> I that's was so like, cool. okay, I just told her that. And we like looked at each other. She was like, well, guess that's what you're speaking on. Yeah. Right. And I know, I, I know that that can sound just like, so maybe cheesy or goofy or whatever it is. But to me, like when you are paying attention and you're walking in step, like that is such a beautiful moment with God. Right. Well, that goes right back to this verse, right? Like you were sitting there praying about and, and trying to figure out what we were going to, what you were going to preach on. Yeah. And, and, and you love God. I know you love God. I know you follow him. You're like, okay, God, I, I'm trying to figure this out. And watching a simple TV show <laughs> helped you figure that out, right? The it was family feud. Family feud, right? Like, that's God working things together yeah. for, for for good. Yeah. Because I know that message was good. I know it was God ordained. I know it was mm-hmm. uh, his His words, right? Like, so cool to see just yeah. even that simple act right there. Yeah. Yeah, so as, as we continue to talk, right, like it's cool to see how and hear how God has used you, like the orchestration just even in that in that time, right? Like you love him, you're working uh, for him to, to bring his word, right? Um, and how he even uses just the, the silly example of like a TV show, Family Feud, right. to even show like, hey, this is what, uh, this is what you're supposed to t- talk about. And I think it's a cool transition and a cool thought as we wrap up this verse, right? Like, so we've said, you know, to know God, uh, know that he works things for good for those who love him. We've talked about loving him. But then the last part of that verse is who have been called according to his purpose, right? Um, one, I think we'll, we can talk about calling in a different episode, but but this calling to all, right, to believers, to those who know uh, to know him as, as Lord, but the purpose of God, right? What is the, what is the purpose of God um, who are called according to his purpose? I think that's a good question there of what's, what's the purpose there. Yeah, I think... It's Jesus talks about it, right? Um, when he, you know, comes back to life, uh, pretty much before he goes back up to heaven, right? He talks to his disciples, and in Matthew chapter 28, um, it says that Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Okay. Remember we said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands, right? Yeah. He says, everything that I have commanded you. If you want to know what 
what Jesus, what God commands of you. Just go, go read the gospels, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Jesus's interactions with his disciples because he tells them, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded to you. And then he says, surely I'm with you always to the end of the, to the very end of the age. And so that's when we talk about that purpose, I mean, it's painted out right there before Jesus leaves. That's exactly what he says. He says, go to the nations and, and tell people about me, tell them about my goodness and baptize them in the name of the father, the son, and the Holy spirit, uh, be the catalyst for people to experience and to see me and to find life with me and to find the goodness that this, this promise in Romans eight, so that they can learn that this applies to them as well. Right. That, but Jesus' whole purpose, and, and he's got, he has, this is the cool thing about being in relationship with him, is that there's a specific way that each of us get to accomplish that. You and I talk about it, our expressions of ministry. You get to directly minister within the walls of a church, and I know you minister outside of that too, yeah. but you have that calling, this youth group that you're working with, and then I get to go out in, in my respective expression of ministry minister to people through the business that I do and people yeah. that I work with and uh, people who are just kind of in the everyday world. Right. And we get to each uniquely in our own ways, go out and, and spread this word of who God is and how good he is. And, and now we, you know, right. We get to come together with this podcast too and do yeah. the exact same thing, which is awesome. I love it. But w- that purpose, I think that that's what I think of. And I think it's pretty, Jesus makes it pretty straightforward and pretty clear cut of what that purpose is. Yeah. And I think to bounce off that, right. I look to again, what Jesus said, and I think something a little, little freebie here on this one. Uh, How do we interpret scripture? Uh, You use scripture to interpret scripture. Mm. Uh, It works out really well. Uh, So, so the purpose, right. Uh, Also people think will like will of God, right. What does that look like? Um, And for me, I look at John six 40 and it says for the will of my father, for my father's will, is that everyone who looks to the sun and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. Mm-hmm. Like God's will, his purpose is, is salvation. Yeah. God, yeah. The, the, the purpose of, of what he is working towards uh, is to, to make uh, one that people come to know Jesus as their Lord and savior, to spend eternity with him, to have eternal life. We can spend a whole another episode talking about yeah. uh, mm-hmm. eternity, those things, but, but, but God's will is that, everyone come to know Jesus, right? Uh, I promise to try not and butcher John three sixteen, but for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, Did it this time. crushed it. Um, I practiced, you know, <laughs> but, but like the world, God so loved the world, right? That, and, and that everyone who looks on Jesus, mm-hmm. now there's that, that caveat, like it's not just a, you work to get into heaven, right? You do X, Y, Z to get, no, that you look on Jesus, Yeah. but going right into what Jesus said to Matthew, that, that we go therefore and make disciples that we as believers are the ones who have to go share the gospel, that we as believers are the ones that, uh, are, are in partnership with what God was doing, uh, to try and, uh, lead point people towards Jesus. And God's will is, Hey, I'm working things together for good. That good is more than just, good things in your life because not everything is right, going to be good right. in our life, but that good is a hope, a peace, a joy. That good yep. is salvation yep. because we know that the purpose of, of what God was doing is salvation, that people know Jesus. And I think um, if you're a believer, I think you can find some joy in that, some some comfort in that of, hey, even my trials, even my struggles, even the things that I don't know what's happening, God is working them for the good so that, so that uh, others may see him. 
that others may mm. see his glory. Others may come to know Jesus through this, right? Yeah. Uh, someone I know, uh, this is just a, a cool story, but someone I know is um, they were diagnosed with breast cancer. And, and that, I mean, it's a very hard thing, right? Like that is something that is not easy to go through and that's not a, uh, not a fun thing to, to walk in. Um, but in that entire time, they, their whole verbiage was God's got it. This mm. sucks, but God is still good. Yep. This sucks, but God's got it. And, and they were working and where they were working, uh, their, their friends were always asking them, how are you so joyful? How are mm. you so okay? How are you still like able to be here and work? And, um, and, and the only answer that they could give was because I know my God is good and I know that, uh, it's going to work out for his glory. Right. Um, and through that, they were able to have some awesome gospel conversations yeah. to people that were never would never be open to yeah. hearing the gospel, right? Like, that's the good that God is working towards. That's yeah. the good that, that we get to see. That's the purpose of uh, of what we want is to bring glory to him, to see people uh, people's lives change, to see mm-hmm. salvation happen. Yeah, and that's what we, we talked about earlier, right, is that we measure everything against the almighty God, Yeah, right? Even something as big as cancer and these things that really might feel insurmountable when you still hold it against God and you compare it to God, like it doesn't hold up, right? Because God is so much bigger. He's so much greater. He's so much more powerful. And actually earlier in this, in, in Romans eight, you know, the verse that we're talking about starting in verse 18, and this is one of my favorite verses too. It says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not even worth comparing with the glory that is going to be revealed to us. (laughs) It's not even where it's the same chapter, right? That these present sufferings don't even can't even compare to the glory that we're going to experience. And it's it it doesn't say we're going to experience it right now, but it says we are going to. And then later in the chapter, it says all things work out for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Yeah. And you know we're gonna have a. Uh, I think you you mentioned it. We're gonna have a time where we'll talk about what does it mean to be called? What is, what is a yeah. calling? But one thing that just to kind of tease that out. One of my other favorite verses, a couple chapters later um, is, Oh, hold on. I got to find it. I just lost it. Um, is Romans eleven twenty nine? It says for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Oh. God has placed a calling in every single person's life yeah. and gifts in every single person's life. Yeah. And they cannot be taken away. They are a part of you. They're a part of your DNA. So if you're wondering if you're like, well, God can't use me or God doesn't use me. God wired these things into you when he made you, when you were born and they will be in you until the day you die because his gifts and his calling are irrevocable. He was not surprised by what you've done or what you will do. Yeah, exactly. And he doesn't just say, Oh, you know what? Those gifts and that calling I had for you. Sorry. I'm taking those back. He says, no, like that's, it's built into you for the rest of your life. And they, they come alive the most mm-hmm. when you're pursuing his purpose mm-hmm. and what he's called in, in, in going and baptizing people in the name of the father, son, and the Holy yeah. spirit. Right. And we could spend a while on that. Cause I think of Saul yeah, uh, right. murdered Christians, right. yet still wrote majority yeah. <laughs> of the new Testament, right. Exactly, still yeah. was, was the instrument God used to, to bring right. the gospel to the Gentiles. Right. right. Total topic. We can, we can get off topic yeah. quickly, but right. like that's, that's God's purpose. God's yeah. purpose isn't isn't to uh, you know he's not just sitting back uh, waiting for bad things to happen and like mm-hmm. well good luck hope you figure it out like mm-hmm. like no the the bad things happen one because we live in a fallen world we live in a yeah, broken yeah. world that is uh, that that is just crappy like we can all admit that right yeah. but that's not what we should be looking at 
we should be looking at who God is, that right. God is still good, that right. God still moves, that God still loves us. And he demonstrated his love for us and that while we were still sinners, he sent a son to die for us, right? Yeah. While we were so far apart from him, he still sent his son to die on a cross for, for us so that we could have a an eternal, irrevocable, unchangeable relationship with him. Yeah. Um, and then he gives us purpose and that purpose is to go and tell other people about what he's done in our life, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and I love that. Yeah. I love the fact that he he uses even the bad for yeah. for good to bring glory to bring glory to his name. Even the bad to to bring joy in my life. Even the bad to to show me who he is. Right? Like that's that's amazing. And I'd much rather. I mean, you said it. You said it last week, yeah. right? I'd much rather live in that world with a a good, amazing, awesome God in a bad world. I'd much rather live there than in a in a great world with a bad God. Right? right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so we want you to know, we, we hope you're encouraged by this, but we hope really what you take from this is one, whatever God speaks to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be something that we haven't even thought of, yeah. but God still works through it and speaks to you. But we do hope that you have at least some sense of confidence that if you choose to walk with God, that things will work out for good mm-hmm. for you. And that when you're in stride with God's will and, and his calling and we'll, we're going to, we'll keep exploring that, yeah. but take that step and, and take that step to try and know God more, yeah. whether you already have a relationship with him or you never have just try it. Just, you know, you don't, you don't lose anything by trying, yeah. you know? Uh, so that's, that's their big kind of call for you this week. And um, if you want to know how to do that again, email us, hit us yeah. up on Instagram and uh, we'd love to talk to you um, yeah. about that. Instagram again is at two idiots and Jesus all spelled out or email is pastors banter and Jesus at gmail.com. Um, again, all spelled out all one word and we'd love to talk to you about it. We'd love to pray yeah. for you. Um, but we're going to wrap this one up and um, Mason's dog Bo is getting restless <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> probably barking at something. Either I have a home intruder or a fly buzz by his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both equally as, as pestering. Oh yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, do you want to, we like, we close every single episode with prayer. So yeah. Mason, you want to close us out and yeah. pray for our listeners? Absolutely. Uh, before I pray, Hey, uh, just a practical thing, Andrew, I love that. Um, please, please hit us up. Please reach out to us. Um, I know that can be scary sometimes to reach out to people you don't know, have never met or seen, right? Um, if you're looking for something practical, you can do there to, to try and get to know God. Even if you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't even know who he is. I don't even know what I believe. Hey, go read the gospels, right? Yeah. My favorite one to yeah. read is, is, is John. Um, cause it really dives into who Jesus is. Um, if you're a person who really cares about timeline, go read Luke, right? That it's, uh, it literally says I wrote this so that, cause it's an orderly account for you, yeah. right? For, yeah. for a guy. So, um, those are two practical ways to start there, right? Yep, Just something totally. that simple. So, um, but hey, let's pray. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. And uh, we're excited to see what God does here. Dear Lord, thank you for today, God. Thank you for who you are. God, thank you that you are a good God, that nothing can change that, that no matter what my circumstances are, no matter what I'm doing in my life, Lord, that uh, it doesn't change who you are. In fact, I can look to you and see who you are uh, through my circumstances uh, or see who you are in my circumstances. Uh, God, I pray for those who are listening uh, to it today, um, whether it be today, five years from now, five five minutes after we release it, God, that you would be with them, that you'd be, be providing for them what they need, revealing yourself to them um, so that way they can know you more. God, continue to uh, help us and drive us in our purpose as we're called, Lord. 
thank you again for, for today. Um, and it's in your holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Peace out, Girl Scout.